You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros podcast. It's your girl, Des. And if this is your first time here, I am Destiny. I am a poet and creator of Power and Pros, an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. And my platform is used to help us stand in our power. And we have power in our voices. It's a unique thing that we have as humans to be able to speak life into other people, to be able to call things for ourselves. Um, And no matter if you are speaking in construction, if you are speaking while you slaying some hair, if you're speaking while you do makeup, if you are speaking through poetry, no matter what, your voice has power. When we wield that power well, we are able to change the world. And so that is what my platform is all about. And I'm happy that you're here. If you haven't already, be sure that you subscribe to the Pros and Praise pages. It is my newsletter. It goes out every week. And it's just a way for me to further give you guys encouragement to get through your days, give you a little power boost. And it just is affirming. And it's a little mini Debo in there, all the things. So be sure that you sign up for that. And then also, if you are listening to the show, I am now posting all the episodes on YouTube. And so if you know somebody, they're not in a podcast, but they are a YouTube head or need a visual send them the link it is in the show notes always to watch the episodes. And then on the flip side, if you are watching on YouTube right now, hey, and if you know somebody who likes the audio, they don't really be sitting down, they're always on the go, and they might benefit from the podcast, be sure that you send them the link to tune in with your girl there. Get straight into it and say that some of us are guilty We are guilty of believing things for other people that we don't believe for ourselves. We'll give our friends advice on something, but we haven't (laughs) done the advice. We'll be on Instagram. We'll see somebody post something and then we'll be in the comments like, yeah, period, you did that. And mind you, the whole reason why we were on Instagram is because we're procrastinating and avoiding doing the very thing that God has called us to do, the very thing that we just feel a tug and a pull to do. We've had plans on how we're going to do it for months, for years even for some of us. And yet we're clapping somebody down. Not that you shouldn't support other people, but we're clapping them down for achieving the goal. And we find so many reasons to halt us in our goal. And so we are so guilty of that. And I, (laughs) I am a part of the crew. I am also guilty. Listen, listen, I recently share, I no longer have a corporate job. And so with that, there are people who there's a, in, a, in the course of my job, my career journey and all of that, right? And you can look at um, my previous, you can listen to or look at the previous episode and it'll give a whole like in-depth view of me getting to this point. But in me getting there, I have so much faith for other people, right? And even now, I'll be like, yeah, period. Like you were laid off because of COVID, but it's okay because God got you. Or I don't know if anybody's stepping out on faith and doing something. I'm like, girl, we need your voice. We need what you got going on. People are going to so benefit from this. Don't shy away. Don't be scared. Don't be timid. Don't be intimidated. You got this. Like go forward. Do the thing. God is watching you. We're all rooting for you. Like I'm going to say, listen, I will 
run it down. If somebody is scared or they're they're just not feeling their best, they need a prayer, I will pray you down, okay? Like I will give you what you need. And it's so funny because my prayers have definitely developed over time. Like how I pray now, I'm going to say it's not how I pray before because it is, but there's a confidence that has been built up over time as well. I know a couple more scriptures <laughs> and things like that. And so how I pray has developed and you can hear the power. You can feel the connection to God in the moment. You, uh, you start to envision things based off what I'm saying. And I know that, like I feel that, right? And so I've been hosting prayer calls for the past couple months throughout this year. And so when I'm on prayer call, babe. We're going to run it down. Do you need a prayer? Oh, you're trying to get a new job? Oh, you got a family member that's sick? Oh, you have a situation that's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got you. However, when I need a prayer, my prayers don't always have that fire. It always had that same zing that I have for people that are on prayer call or for my friends or for a person who I have prayed down for people I just met. And I'm like, oh, you need something? Like, what's up? You know? And um, sometimes it's the spirit, right? Sometimes the spirit's like, you need to pray right now. And so I pray for that person right now because you, you try to have those moments, but we, those moments are also true for ourselves. And I think it's so, um, it's sad and it can be deterring when you feel that fire, you feel that call, you feel that yes, that amen, that yeah, they doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And this moment is divine. Like you feel all that for somebody else. But then for you, you feel like God is quiet. For you, you feel like when is going to be my time? For you, it's like, I'm tired. Like I don't have another prayer to pray. When you just pray down for somebody else, you just gave your friend bomb advice on the phone. You was on a FaceTime for hours and you helping her out. But when it comes to you, when it comes to your turn, that same fire, that same passion, that rigor ain't there. It's not popping like that. And what happens is you start to tell yourself unconsciously a script that is not in alignment with what God says about you. And when we do that over and over and over, it gets really dangerous. And so one script that I think for me, I'm even been telling myself is that I'm not worthy of certain blessings or certain things that I'm just simply not qualified or I'm not, I don't have the same thing that somebody else might have. And that's why it's popping off for them. And it's not possible for me literally because I don't possess what I need to get it. Um, I don't know. There's just so many scripts that we say, and some of them are just not truth. They're how we feel. They may be facts, but as I've always said, there's a difference between facts and the truth. So I may be unqualified to do certain things. Sometimes I feel unqualified to be stepping out, you know, with certain things, certain ideas that I have. And sometimes I have to be like, okay, that could be a fact that I'm unqualified. Like I'm not, um, classically trained in poetry or in writing. Right. And I'm over here giving y'all writing prompts or I'm over here giving people ideas. I've hosted writing workshops. And so I'm not trained to do that. And God knows I'm not trained to do that. However, the truth to go against, so that's a fact that I'm not trained. It's a fact that I didn't study poetry, right? The truth is that I'm called for it. The truth is that I'm graced for it. The truth is that God is with me every step of the way as I'm guiding other people. The truth is that when I pray before I record a show or before I do a writing workshop, when I pray over the people that are signed up for my newsletter list, like whatever, 
God's like, yeah, like I just need you so I can work. Like I'm working through you, right? But it's not because you're so qualified why things are popping off or why you can do these things. And so I think what gets dangerous is when we forget to tell ourselves that part. When we don't give ourselves the truth and repeatedly tell ourselves what the truth is. We don't allow God to remind us what the truth is because sometimes we don't have it. We forget we never were told what the truth is, right? It could be our first time hearing some of the things that God calls us. Sometimes it's the first time we've heard it. Our mamas ain't tell us, our grandmamas, our best friends, our teachers, our Instagram feeds. Like they don't tell us certain things that God wants to remind us of each and every day. And so we have to create the space the time and the posture in our hearts, in our minds, in our physical space to hear it, right? So you can't walk around and try to tell yourself a new script if you still have the old script memorized and you fumbling over the lines of what the new script is. And so as believers, it's super important for us to know that because if not, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, it's like moments where you'll see people, they ain't saved. But it's when they got all the blessings in the world, they house bigger than yours, they car running smooth, honey. They got a man you don't. They it's like they clothes popping. They just posted a haul that they did, and you weren't last season's fall gear. Like, I'm telling y'all, I've literally had moments where I'm like, God, you actually got me messed up. And he's like, No, I don't. <laughs> I stay the same. So if I'm doing that for them, Imagine what I'll do for you, bro. Like, I got you, but you don't think I got you because of what you continue to tell yourself about yourself. That That is a, it just really halts us from getting the blessings, from getting the affirmation, from receiving the gifts that the Father has readily available for us. And the thing about God is God don't switch up. He don't switch up. He is the same. His character is the same no matter who he dealing with, who no matter who he fooling with, no matter who in his face at the time, what prayer is being lifted up at the time, what room or situation has been crafted and has called his presence down, he's going to be the same no matter what. That's how he is. And we forget that. And the thing is, it's not just us. There are people in the Bible who forgot too. And so I was reminded and guided to... First Kings 18 this week. And so I want to read a couple of scriptures because I think that'll help us out. Cause we really, we be forgetting like what's real tea in certain moments and in other moments we'll be like, oh yeah. Da, 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 da. And so I want to remind us that the times when we did it is to help us in the times when something else is coming our way. It's like, oh no, nah, I already know the scripts for this scenario. And so 1 Kings 18, I'm going to start at verse 36 and read through verse 39. So it's a little lengthy, but it'll give the full scope of what's going on with Elijah. And so Elijah is around some people, honey. They don't believe in God at all. They believe in some other gods, like multiple gods. And so they are basically having a little debate and they're like, okay, my God, the real God. Nah, my God's the real God. Bop, 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 bop. And so they are, um, Elijah challenged them. He said, okay, you call your guys, you use your mouth, right? So even people that don't believe in God use their mouth to call what they want, whether they get it or not, whether it's the truth or not, whether it aligns with the word or not, people who don't believe in God use their voice. So if they use their voice, what about you? 
Who is God calling you to be? How is he calling you to use your mouth in this season? Okay. And so he's like, okay, you, y'all guys, the real guys. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Call them. Say something to them. Let me know. Let's let's sit here and see if they answer you. Call them. And so he tells them to use their voice and they do. Then they go beyond. They start doing things. They chanting and stuff. Like they doing all type of things to try to prove and win the debate that their gods are the true gods. And then there's Elijah. And he, the same thing. He going to use his voice to call to God and have God answer him, the one true, the almighty God, right? So that way it's proven to these people what's he and he wins the debate. So I'm going to pick up at 1 Kings 18, 36. And it reads, at the time for offering the evening sacrifice, the prophet Elijah approached the altar and said, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that you are God in Israel and I am your servant. And that at your word, I have done all these things. Answer me, Lord. Answer me so that these people will know that you, the Lord, are God, and that you have turned their hearts back. Then the Lord's fire fell and consumed the burnt offering, the wood, the stones, and the dust, and lifted up the water um, that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell face down and said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. So we see that Elijah ain't had no problem. He let them get their time. He let them do their cause. He let them, you know what I'm saying? Go about their way, use their voice as they see fit. But then when he used his voice, there was a confidence behind it. There was a way that he, it says he said, to all the people. So everybody that was around, everybody that was watching, he was like, listen up, because I'm going to show y'all what's real see. What happens when I use my voice? What power is behind what I say? Watch and see what happens. And so um, he used his voice to prove that God was God. He used his voice when it would benefit other people, right? Their hearts were being turned back to God. They were getting an understanding of the truth. And so he already had an understanding of what the truth was. He already knew who the real guy was. And so his using of his voice was for the benefit of other people. And he used it in a debate. It wasn't no real danger. It wasn't no real harm, right? They was just talking and then they were trying to prove to each other what they talked, what was backing up what they were saying. So that is what how we see Elijah use his voice in 1 Kings 18. When we go to 1 Kings 19, it's a little bit different. And so Elijah has proven to all the people that he was talking to in chapter 18 what the real T was. And then they die. Like they all, it's like, okay, y'all not the real believers. Y'all spreading some fake stuff. Y'all can't, y'all can't be around. Like y'all ain't down with the y'all ain't down with the camp. Y'all can't clown with us. So they did. Word gets back to some folk that. He, Elijah, and killed the people. He run around, woo wop woo wop talking about some God, God, God. And so there's a death threat on him. And they're like, by this time tomorrow, if my gods are the real gods, you're going to be dead because now you didn't piss me off. Like, that's basically what happens. Elijah hears this and he gets terrified. Terrified. So pick me up, 1 Kings 19. I'm going to read verses 3 through 4. Then Elijah became afraid and immediately ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba that belongs to Judah, he left his servant there. 
but he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough. Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. So he hears that there's a death threat on his life. He leaves his servant, goes into the wilderness, so he creates a space. And I said, if we need to be reminded of the truth, sometimes we have to create a space to be able to hear that because the world is noisy. Our friends, noisy. Our people, noisy. Our jobs, noisy. Our social media and Netflix TV, all that media, noisy, right? And so we have to create space. So he went into the wilderness. There's space. But what he did with that space made all the difference. And the first time that we see him open his mouth in this scenario, he did pray to God, but it was to die. It wasn't speaking of the power of God. It wasn't speaking the truth of God. It wasn't speaking the truth about who he's been called to be. We seen at 18, he said, I'm a servant of God. I do what God tells me to do. Bop, 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 bop. When we get to 19, we don't see any of that. He doesn't address who God is in his life, in the world. He doesn't address who he's called to be. He doesn't address any of the truth. And he knows the truth. It's down in him. He has it. He just professed it to a crowd of witnesses. But when he gets by himself, he can't utter the words. And instead, he acts to die. That's what he uses his power for. That's what manifests out of his mouth for him. When he was faced with the issue that could only impact him, he didn't use his power. And that is so like us. We will speak down for our friends, our family, sometimes even our coworkers, right? We'll be kicking and talking about some stuff. Somebody's feeling bad. People make a mistake and you are there for them. You're letting them know that that doesn't define them, that that doesn't speak to the totality of who they are, how multifaceted they are, multi-talented they are. You let them know that they have a future and a hope that all things work for their good, that there is goodness attached to their name, that they're going to be prosperous, that their future has gold attached to it. Like you'll say all these things for somebody else. And when it comes to you, when you're in some real fire, when there's nobody around to clap at how good your faith is, you buckle and you ask God for something that don't have nothing to do <laughs> with who he has called you to be and with who he has told you that he is. And I've done that. I have sat here and been like, okay, I've actually... When I don't want to, when I don't feel power in my voice or I can't um, call something down for myself, I'm not standing for myself, right? I, I'm not acknowledging the truth about myself, the power that I have, who God is to me, blah, blah, blah. I actually don't be saying nothing. I'll create some space. So I was still going to some wilderness. I was locked up um, in my room the other day, this very space, door closed. I had me some Lachitos and I was just eating like I just... And I didn't say anything to try to help me get out of that space where if my friend would have called me and told me she was up in her room like I was and she was eating Cheetos as much as I was, I would have had a word for her. I would have had an encouragement for her. I would have had something to say. And even if I didn't say it to her, there would have been a prayer that happened when we got off the phone. Like there would have been something. But when it came my time for me to hear from me, for me to get the power from me, I was silent, didn't say anything. And Elijah knew who had the power. He knew who God was. He knew that God was almighty. God, you seen everything, kill me. 
That's what he said. Instead of saying, God, you're the God almighty. You're the God that has been proven to show up for me time and time again. And so I ask you to show up for me in this scenario, different scenario, same God. And that's not who Elijah acknowledged for God to be. And something I want to point out, I actually saw a TikTok that talked about adding so that to your prayers. And so I want to go to back to first Kings 18 real quick. So first Kings 18, if we look at verse 37, this is Elijah talking to God. And he said, answer me, Lord, answer me so that this people will know that you, the Lord are God and that you have turned their hearts back. And so he's telling God what he wants them to do. He's saying, answer me. Like I'm talking to you and I want you to do what? Answer me. And then he gives a reason why he says, so that, and then explains the reason. And so that reveals to me that Elijah was in his right mind, right? He has an understanding of the beginning, the middle, and the end of what he's hoping for, of who it'll benefit, of how it'll benefit the kingdom, how to benefit God, and what he wants to see God do in order for him to get that benefit. And so it's a complete prayer. God could have not answered him, right? God could have been like, eh, that's a that's the reason that you gave me, but that's not the reason that I need to do this work, so I'm not going to do it. God's got all the time. So just because we tell him a so that doesn't mean that he's bound now to do whatever we tell him to do, right? But it brings about an awareness of where you are and why you're lifting up what you're lifting up. And it's just a further way to use your voice, right? When we get to verse 19 and the death threat is on Elijah and he says of the prayer to die, there's no so that. He just says some random stuff that I'm no better than my father's. What does that have to do with anything? Like that could be a fact, right? We all are fallen people. We all are sinners. We all mess up. We all got stuff that God tells us to do and we don't do it. And so him saying that is irrelevant. It has nothing to do with anything. At the time, what he needed was a so that. And if he would have said, God killed me so that, I don't die so that um, I don't deal with this agony. Then you can be like, okay, the real problem is I don't want to deal with the agony. So do I need to die? Or can I say, Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to me in this situation and to those who threaten to kill me so that your glory can be revealed. You see how you change it? And it, do it doesn't have the same defeat. It doesn't have the same white flag attached to it when you do it that way. And so the TikTok that I saw was basically saying that is to start to add so that that phrase to your prayers and watch how it changes. It reveals your intentions. Some intentions we might like, <laughs> some intentions we may not, but we can use that to steer us and guide us to the proper place that we want to be. And it lets God know, lets ourselves know where we are. And when you know where you are, it can help you navigate to the place that you want to be. And so if I, I said to myself, actually, um, God, give me a job so that, and all the things that I was saying, it proved that I didn't have a full trust in God's plan, right? And so because of that, I was able to go to him with a different prayer. Like I was able to change it because I realized that based on what I was saying. And so adding so that to your prayers, one, just make, breaks you just 
totally aware and present in your prayers and you're not just muttering things you're not just saying stuff it's like boom we we get it it lets you fully be able to articulate what you want god to do and the why and it it just changes everything it just brings your power that much more down and what you got going on and so remember that your voice is for you too your voice is for you elijah when it came time when he had an audience he was able to speak up for us, when we have a friend that's in need, we're able to speak up. If it's an Instagram story that we want to post, we're able to repost something that's in total. We like, yup, this is period. Like, you know, but when we're in that quiet place, when we're in that hurt place, when we're in that disappointed place, when we're in that I need help place, when we're in that I don't know what's next for me when I leave this place place, we lose our words. We lose our faith. We lose our rigor. And that is not how God calls us to live. And it doesn't have to end in that place. Your voice is for you. Your power is for you. Cheer for yourself. Love on yourself. Speak affirmations to yourself. Give yourself the words of encouragement that you need. Speak to yourself about where you've been. Speak to yourself about where you want to go. What do you see as you think about your future, what you hope for, who you'll impact, talk to you about that just as you would a friend, just as you would God, just as you would if you had an audience and somebody was there. How would you speak to yourself? You owe it to you to use your voice for yourself. We have so much power to speak life into ourselves, to speak new things into ourselves. I was watching a sermon yesterday um, by T.D. Jackson. He was like, if you don't like your life, change it. And usually I've heard that saying before. And when I've heard it before, I roll my eyes at it and I don't like it. And I've thought about all the reasons why I can't change my life and why I don't have the things that I want, even though I know I want them. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's annoying. It's an annoying phrase. But for some reason, when I heard him say it yesterday, I was like, right. Period. Yeah. If I don't like my life, I'm just going to change it. That's right. I'm just, I'm just change it. I'm just say some different things. I'm going to do some different stuff. And then my life going to be changed. Period. Like, I don't know. It, there was an unlock there. And I'm hoping that this message unlocks the same for you. If there are things that you don't like, if there's a scenario or a situation that you find yourself in, if there's opposition that's up against you and it just seems a little bit too big, use your voice for you. It's not just there for other people. You don't just have an encouraging word. It just falls out when your friends need it. You can speak to you and the same power, the same rigor, the same authority that you have when you're speaking to someone else and they feel brighter and they just feel like they were heard. They feel like their situation can change. They have a bit more hope after they encounter you. You can feel that same thing. After you encounter you, after you talk to yourself, after you encourage yourself, after you get yourself out that rut, after you speak some power into yourself, you will be able to notice the tides are changing, that the script that you're telling yourself is different. And once the script changes, baby, you got a different play. It ain't the same. The characters start to be a little bit different, honey. The music in the background has a different tone, a different tune. And next thing you know, The reviews that come in are totally different. There's a different show that happens because of the script. Everything starts at the script. So we can get some new friends. We can get some new players. I can get a new job. But if I'm telling myself the same script, 
I'm not going to see the difference that I'm hoping for. I'm not going to see the difference that I'm praying for and that I want. And I will start to likely blame God because I'm like, okay, what's T? Why are you doing me dirty like this? And he's like, why are you doing you dirty like that? Why are you saying that to yourself? Why are you operating in that way? So take the time this week. The power tool is you. The power tool this week is you. Power tools are used to supernaturally accelerate putting things together. If you need to be put together, if you need to come to form in a new way, if you're trying to build a foundation so that way 2023 coming up, you good by next month, okay? The top of December, the end of this month, things are different for you and stuff is changing then you need to use your power tools. Your power tools help you to accelerate that process. Your power tools help for things to be sturdy. Your power tools help you to put things together. And so as you're putting your life together, as you're putting this season together, as you're putting the new visions and plans that you have, that you've received from God together, you wouldn't want to do that without your power tools. Who wants things to go slower? Who wants things to yeah, be kind of sturdy? But if you sit on that one spot, it's going to all fall apart. Nobody wants that. And so the power tool this week is you. Use yourself. Activate your gifts, not for other people. And not that that's bad, but for yourself. Tell yourself a new script and watch how things begin to change. I hope and pray that this has been fruitful for y'all. And I just believe that there's going to be change that comes about and you'll be able to look back at the change and you'll be able to pinpoint the prayer that you said, the things that you wrote down, that move board that you made on Pinterest. Like your voice will activate the change that you want to see. Like God is just answering you as in first Kings 18, 37, that's you answer me. And he's answering you based on what you say, whether there's an audience or not. And so that is my hope and prayer for y'all this week. And there is more to come. So if you haven't already, be sure that you sign up and subscribe to the Pros and Praise Pages newsletter. I send out a newsletter each and every week to further encourage all the cool kids across the world and get you guys to stand in your power every single day. So be sure that you tune in for that. Also, if you aren't already, be sure that you follow your girl on Instagram at Power and Pros Podcast and share with a friend. If you've been plugged into this community for a minute, if you are already subscribed to the newsletter, if you've been following me on Instagram, if you are subscribed to the YouTube channel, if you've been listening on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, like whatever the things are, and you know somebody that could benefit from this ministry, that could benefit from the things that we talk about here in the Cool Kid Club, be sure that you invite them to join us. Send them the link, and I can't wait to meet them. Remember to profess your power, and there's power in pros. Catch y'all next time.